Hello, Hello tea sippers. I'm Steph. And I'm Tamar. Welcome to Au Pair Tea. Where we spill all the tea on Au Pair Life. So sit back with your best cuppa and let's dive in. Hello, welcome back everybody. Welcome back, nice to be back. The first official episode of Opeti the podcast. We are here. Woo-hoo! We are busy. Very, very excited. So, today's episode is about Opeti, obviously. <laughs> it's just a general topic of Opeti. It's just a general topic. But honestly, what the heck is an Opeti? Oh, honey, I get this question so oh. many times. Oh, my that God. That is, I think, the first question anyone gets when they're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be an au pair. Like, what's that? I don't yeah. know. Steph, what is an au pair? Definitely. That, I mean, that's the first question I ever got when I told people that I was going to be an au pair. Um, <laughs> we get the, uh, is that a nanny? Uh, is that not just a glorified babysitter? Oh, oh, honey. Honey, say that <laughs> again. Like, they've just hit my earrings Sit off. down. <laughs> oh okay, so the official definition of an au pair is a person, normally a female, but can be male, from another country who goes to stay in someone's house and look after their children in exchange for food, accommodation and some money. And they're normally aged between 18 and 30 depending on the country and the company if you go with an agency um yeah so that is essentially the definition of an au pair Mm -hmm. but if you want to be extra fancy it means equal to in french so we are equal to like a family member and we are treated equally um but the main purpose of it is not to be a a babysitter kind of but it's um it's a cultural exchange because i think in our visa it says it's a cultural exchange yeah um so it's about you know sharing your culture learning a new culture while also you know providing a service i.e child care um but i think it's it's one of the biggest misconceptions about au pairs it's oh you're just a nanny but it's like no like i live in this house i've become a part of their family i mean if you're on our program in america you have to do like an educational kind of module alongside it um but yeah i'm not we're not slating nannies or anything but au pairs and nannies are not the same so if you say that to one of us you're not going to walk out of here guys definitely and I think nannies do different tasks to au pairs mm-hmm. they like the hours are different we're going to go through all the all the details of the differences between nannies and au pairs in a minute but everyone as soon as you say I'm going to be an au pair or I'm going to go look after the children they just automatically think nanny and it's there's such a big difference between the two mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a huge huge misconception yeah and we spoke about this a bit before but when you mention that you're going to be an au pair people are so confused about the fact that you go and live in a stranger's house or essentially a stranger's house yeah people don't understand that you know actually these people are not strangers you build a relationship (laughs) and you don't just go for an interview like if you're going if you're going to be a nanny or a babysitter or something essentially you'll go for an interview with that family and then they will employ you a family mm-hmm. that you speak to to become an au pair, you do an interview, but 
it's a lot more casual and then after mm. the interview after you've matched you then build a bond you build a relationship and as we said you become part of that family yeah definitely and not to you know as much as we have to like the interview we've said before in our in our past videos it's very much a two-way process and again with you know cultural care and other agencies the families have to pay to be on the program the families have to be vetted they have to do background checks just like our pairs do yeah. so it's not just like rocking up finding a family that fits you know it, there is a lot of hoops to jump through and I think that's for safety on both sides so it's definitely not just you know having an interview and getting a job it's there's so much so much to go with it um but we're going to go through like the main differences and kind of is it worth it and why would you choose one of one over the other essentially yeah and like we've said au pairs are a cultural exchange so they go to another country whereas normally if you're a nanny you would be in your home country and you would go to a family of the same nationality as yourself um so let's talk a little bit about what the differences are between an au pair and a nanny first of all let's do it Mm. um so first of all nannies are on a salary and are employed by a family normally a native to they're normally a native to the country that they are nannying in um as we just said and when i say salary obviously au pairs get paid as well um (laughs) but nannies are paid hourly rates so they'll be on like minimum wage for that country normally yeah um and au pairs are given a specific stipend that they get whether they work or not whether they're sick or not that amount never changes mm-hmm. and they get paid every week no matter what whereas if a nanny's sick they might not get sick pay if they were off for a week they probably wouldn't get paid that week if they worked less hours one week than more hours the next week they would get less money on the week they worked less hours more money on the week they worked more hours but au pairs would get the same amount whatever the circumstance yeah um i think one of the biggest differences is that um au pairs tend to work more hours than nannies yeah. but they get paid less yeah um, so i feel like i mean we'll be talking about it in a future video um or a future podcast but i think one of the biggest issues that certainly like i've read about and heard about when it comes to au pairing is how do you know when you're off work and how do you know when yeah you know this count what counts as work like if I hang out with the family or if, if I do this or, you know, if the kid is sick in the middle of the night and the parents aren't up for whatever reason, what do I do? And I think um, it is, it's very easy to run over your hours as an au pair. Definitely, yeah. Um, but I think as long as it's obviously extremely clear between you and the family and obviously having an agency like cultural care, it's really easy to know, like, this is what work is work. This is what is classed as not work. And, you know, they do check in and, you know, the part of your job, part of the LCC is, you know, their job is to kind of make sure that you're not being overworked and that you're being paid properly and things like that. So I think that's kind of, I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later in the podcast, but I think having an agency behind you is, it's a nice little yeah. safety blanket. But yeah, au pairs normally work longer than a nanny does and they usually get paid less. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, like you were just saying about the the hours, au pairs obviously have a specific amount of hours that they have to work, especially if they go with an agency. So, for example, cultural care, say that an au pair can only work 45 hours a week for no more than 10 hours a day. And they have mm-hmm. to have this much time off um, during the week. So it's very clear. Whereas with a nanny, 
they could say oh we need you monday tuesday but we don't need you wednesday but we need you longer on thursday so the hours are a bit more flexible i guess but then mm-hmm. on the side of an au pair they could be like they could abuse your kind of like your job a little bit because you're there all the time you're in the house all the time so they could be like oh we're just going out tonight and you're like well i've already worked 45 hours it's friday night they yeah. want to go out um so that's extra but you're not supposed to do extra as an au pair so that that's where it gets a little bit complicated <laughs> yeah I think I think it's difficult and alongside obviously um being you know a childcare provider there's also the kind of issue of you know chores is, is this yeah. part of, is this part of my job and there's a video on our Instagram that I did about knowing about you know chores and things like that yeah. um because I think it's it's difficult to tell sometimes but nannies most of the time are expected to some, na- some nannies are actually expected to do chores of when they come in, like cleaning up yeah. the kids' toys and things like that. Um, whereas, you know, some houses have a housekeeper. So my host parents have um, a-, a cleaner that comes in, I think, once or twice a month. Um, and they-, they just kind of clean the-, the common areas and, you know, my bathroom if I, if I want them to. Um, so with au pairs, this was another thing that I wrote about on my blog before, um, where when I was researching only, I don't know, Steph, if you kind of found the same, mm-hmm. I found that a lot of the kind of horror stories and issues were coming from, oh, these parents made me do all these chores. I was expected to yeah. do this. I didn't know what I could do and what I couldn't do. And, you know, from the way we understand it, it's basically if it, you know, pertains to the child, do it. So like if yeah. it's you know, the kid's laundry, then it's fine, but you can't do the parents' laundry, but, yeah. um, you know, washing up after the children. Um, I mean, depending on how old they are, like some kids might already have chores or you may encourage them to do it themselves. But I think household chores is a very grey area yeah. for some people. And I think it's difficult if you don't know. So I think that's where part of research comes in and making sure you stand your ground and you understand what, what your role is essentially is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so normally um, nanny jobs are advertised as nanny and housekeeper. So mm-hmm. nannies normally do a lot of chores and have an essentially a housekeeping role alongside the childcare side of the job. Mm-hmm. Whereas au pairs, especially au pairs that go with agencies, it's very clear that au pairs only do child related uh, chores, basically. And when I did training school, a couple of months ago they gave a good example and they were like if the host parents asked you to clean the windows because they looked a bit foggy would you need to do that no if the windows were dirty because the child had got paint on the windows mm-hmm. would you need to do it yes yes and then there was another one about um if the family together on your day off were cleaning the windows would you need to do it with them no it's your day off if they were doing it as a family together on your work day yes you would yeah I think that's where some of the maybe confusion comes in because I think like for me personally like I would just do kind of like chores anyway just to help out and be a part of the family so I think that is where the line is blurring but I think as long as you know like that's it like I've done I think helping out is you know not expected but I think helping out if you want to is good but obviously the parents can't pay you extra to do that um but I think my when I spoke to my host parents when I was interviewing them they said like with regards to my work hours like my average hours are about 39 to 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. um because they say we don't ever want to max you out on your hours because we want to give you as much flexibility as possible but sometimes 
we will need you to work an extra hour if we're coming mm-hmm. back late or we'll let you get off earlier but we'll always balance it so I think for me that was a really nice thing and I feel very safe going over especially now that they've already had no pair I feel very safe going over and knowing where the line is and I think yeah. like we've always said like communication if you're not sure just ask because it's yeah, the worst definitely. you can do really and it's obviously not- again referring back to training school um my the training school tutor that I had was a previous host mum and she stressed that if you give 100% into a family they're going to give you 100% back so Mm -hmm. if they wanted to go out on a date night or they needed you to work an extra couple of hours but it was over your time but you took that time out of your free time to help them then you know a couple of weeks down the line you want to go to a concert or an event but you're working they're going to be flexible and let you go to that concert because you've helped them out in the future with those extra couple of hours so it's a it's a balance there um Mm. I had a nanny job here in the UK and they stressed to me at the interview that it was very childcare related. I wouldn't have to do chores. I wouldn't have to do all this kind of thing. And then I started the job and I was raking leaves in the garden and cleaning out the car <laughs> and yeah. hoovering the whole house. And I'm telling you, it was not <laughs> a small house. That's like and a then, housekeeper. <laughs> 100%. And I didn't see the children hardly ever because they were at school. I was just cleaning the house and raking leaves. And they lived in a massive country house in the forest and they had a massive garden, a massive house house and I was hoovering the house and I finished and then I went downstairs and I was like is there anything else you want she's like you finished hoovering already I was like are you serious so I left that job obviously (laughs) they were taking advantage of you girl yeah definitely so I think definitely knowing where you stand with a family whether you're a nanny or an au pair uh, is definitely key (laughs) but what about if you're a babysitter Steph if you're a babysitter yeah let's talk Mm. about babysitters because I think again a lot of people as I said before they call you a glorified babysitter because you Mm. get perks but you're essentially looking after the kids um so again babysitters are paid an hourly rate and they normally just do like a few hours in the evening if the parents are going out on a date night so normally for an au pair if the parents having a date night, they would still get a babysitter, mm-hmm. and you would you obviously wouldn't work um, yeah. because you know babysitter someone that comes to the house for a few hours in the evening. The ch- children are normally already asleep, and they just have to sit and make sure the child's okay, and then they go and they get paid normally cash in hand at the end of the mm-hmm. job. Yeah, and so well that's definitely not an au pair because we're just there all the time, and I think you know we are a part of their family we're not just a babysitter because I feel like I mean again I'm not bashing babysitters but you never really see them you might see them once or twice a week unless it's like a regular thing where I don't know they're looking after the kids for an hour after school or something like yeah. four a week or something um but I feel like an au pair you are so much more immersed in in the culture and you're part of the family mm-hmm. um and obviously we don't get paid now really right we just get paid like our stipend every week yeah um which is fine but it just it really annoys me when people say that au pairs of babysitters or au pairs of nannies because we're not we are like three different categories yeah relating to childcare. and I think you know obviously some people don't know and that's fine but like hun don't come at me calling me a babysitter because I will end you and also (laughs) I find that when you say oh I'm a nanny oh I'm a babysitter you don't get criticized at all when you say you're an au pair Mm. there's criticism there 
and people yeah. judge it and stuff and they compare it to other things and I'm like why why yeah. is that a thing I mean I'm I'm a babysitter currently I have my own babysitting business I've had it since I was 15 I have clients and everything and I charge 10 pound an hour for my mm. services and I'm not gonna lie sometimes I will do a 10 hour job and that's 100 pounds just for a few hours and that's nearly what I get as a week as an au pair (laughs) so again they get paid a good amount for a lesser amount of work yeah essentially but you also can kind of choose your wage if you get what I mean I'm I'm and I want all the money in the world so I'm like yeah 10 (laughs) pound but I have a couple of clients who I looked after the children for a long time they were parents that the nursery used to work at and I give them a, a lower hourly rate because you know mates rates so yeah and like it, I went and I did a job for a wedding so I was there all day and I got nearly 500 pound for that Ooh. day for looking after the two kids while the parents were at a wedding Wrong. so yeah so it's a good paying little thing yeah uh, and you can get you know more or less depending on the job whereas an au pair is the same amount all the time as we've already said yeah I think where some of the kind of ignorance comes from is that in the UK like an au pair is not it's not a common thing here no Um, and a lot of the time when I'm like oh I'm gonna be an au pair in America they're like what what's an au pair like are you speaking Mm. English like no I'm speaking French honey um (laughs) what is it and so like I knew what an au pair was because I had one briefly when I was a kid just because like my mum and her partner used to work quite a lot with their business but so I have no pair so I kind of got a bit of a glimpse into it so I've always known what one is but I think here it's not it's not common and obviously it's not people's fault but I think it's the way they approach it and they're just like oh what is that like it's the assumptions people make I think is kind of I think it's it's fairly big in larger cities like um, Mm. Manchester and London mainly I'd Mm. say and I think with more wealthy families in the UK yeah. we are very um split by class oh gosh yeah and so if you're of a yeah if you're of a higher class family and you can afford that kind of childcare, it's more well known in that sort of class we in the UK are obviously known for nannies mm. you know it's the British thing to be a British <laughs> nanny and be a nanny in the UK it's very stereotypical isn't it yeah. So, and I think that's because of Mary Poppins, isn't it? Definitely Mary Poppins effect going yeah. on. I heard yeah. when I spoke to Cultural Care when Mary Poppins 2 came out recently, um, there was a surge in mm-hmm. America wanting British nannies, or British au pairs and British nannies. And I was like, yeah. yes, we're in demand. Yeah. And my host mum said to me that she was bragging to all her friends that she's going to have a British nanny. <laughs> Ooh, honey. Uh, it's, it's like an a big accessory. Thing <laughs> we are just accessories to middle class families. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, so they are three very different things. Yes. The only thing you. Yeah, the only thing they have in common is that they all are a form of childcare. <laughs> <laughs> we will literally come for anybody who says otherwise. Like we will find you if you say yeah. if you call us babysitters or nannies we will literally have you over a barrel guys because it's not it's yeah. not true um but kind of pressing on from that that kind of begs the question why did we choose to be au pairs rather than nannies or glorified babysitters if you will 
Yeah. I obviously have had a bad experience with nannying. <laughs> and to be honest, like, I don't want to be a housekeeper. I want to do childcare. Mm-hmm. And I find sometimes nanny jobs can be very overwhelmed by the housekeeping side of it. Yeah. I've been well and truly shown. <laughs> and um, au pairing is, like we've said, culture exchange. And that's kind of what I want. I want to be a part of a family. I want to find different cultures, enjoy different cultures, immerse myself with different cultures, learn about mm. other people's lifestyles, as well as look after children and be kind of like an older sibling to them. Yeah. I agree with that. I think I think I'm kind of the same. Like I wanted to travel a bit, but I also wanted to kind of be, be part of the culture. Cause like like I've said before and like on our Instagram and, and before, um like part of my family is American and I've never really kind of been exposed to their culture really. Like I've not been to America before. Um so it's something that I've always wanted to do. But I feel like I, I remember writing in my letter on my application that I wanted to experience America in a way that a tourist can't yeah and this is the perfect way and obviously like you, you know you have to enjoy children to work with them for like 45 hours a week so you yeah. don't know how hard work they can be um but I think it's just the appeal and I found that cultural care was an extremely affordable program I liked the vibe and I just wanted to be able to get away from kind of my comfort zone and not grow up but just kind of be a bit braver when I come out yeah growing confidence oh, yeah I think we're, yeah, yeah. Because I think I'm like mature, but I'd like to kind of grow a bit more as a person. Yeah, yeah. And quite often I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't feel brave enough. But when I come back, I'm, I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just go and do whatever. Yeah. I feel like America's got that kind of 100%, that yeah. attitude. I know exactly what you mean. And mm. also, I've always said, I swear I was supposed to be born an American. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am an American and inside a Brit. <laughs> oh, my God. My, my best friend, Georgina, says that all the time. She is literally the pinnacle of an american born in a british body it's crazy it's just it's amazing how much she she should be american um definitely should be american and i love being british i've said this before it's a great thing and i do love the uk but i just have this like want for america like i just want to be there i want to experience life as an american yeah i think especially with um especially with being an au pair, there's obviously a, a time limit on it because it's like, it's up to, in Europe, you can be, to, I think it's about 30 is the limit you can be an au pair, whereas like in America, it's 26. Um, yeah. So I think it's not one of those things you, you can put off because literally you'll age yourself out of it. So yeah, definitely. you may as well just get it done, over not over and done with, but crack on and do it. Yeah, and also we're talking about America, but obviously you can be au pairs pretty much everywhere. China, mm-hmm. Europe, Australia anyway one and every single country is so different and they all have their individual differences and their Mm. fascinating cultures and all this kind of stuff and it's so interesting to learn about all those different things and see how different it is to life you're used to and that you've grown up in do you know what I mean so it's so interesting and to be culturally uh like experienced and have all that knowledge and experience within different cultures I think is very appealing to people like if you if you're going for a job interview back in your home country after being an au pair and stuff you can be like oh yeah experience this culture I've 
lived here mm-hmm. I've lived here and you'll be well traveled and have great experiences and I think that's great yeah I think it shows that you're committed as well because you know you you, you committed to living in another country for like a year um and yeah. you know you were you were good enough to kind of work with other people's kids and stuff but I think going back to other countries obviously like like we said in Europe you can up to about the age of 30 you can be an au pair mm-hmm. I remember when I started looking at au pairing like when cultural care popped up I was like do I want to go to America um I nearly applied for one in China and I did look at um somewhere in Australia but they it was just so different and like the China one it was a lot cheaper I think it was about 400 pounds 400 yeah. pounds for but it was only for six months and it was mm-hmm. a little bit it was it was kind of iffy for me and then Australia you need of money to get into the country and I was like yeah. um okay um and it, it, it wasn't really vibing with me and then for the Australia one I was actually looking on Au Pair World which is like for people that don't know it's not an agency it's kind of like a website it's it's like a verified website it's not a dodgy website <laughs> um <laughs> it's a website where people can obviously find Au Pair families and families can find you um but it's not an agency um they do kind of like help with you know you know outlines of contracts and things like that but yeah. for me personally I know Steph and I have talked about this before personally we both wanted the safety net of an agency behind us just so we knew I think that everything was above board and we had support if we needed it mm-hmm. and you know I'm not saying that not using an agency is unsafe or anything because um for any people who follow other au pairs there's um Hannah and Edwina from Au Pair or Paris they use um they use that website and they, they've been perfectly fine. I mean, you know, every, most of pairs have an issue of some kind, um, but they've written like a really great book and they, they're really experienced with it. So um, much as Steph and I are with an agency, if you are looking at doing something like Au Pair World or something like that, Hannah and Edwina on um, Au Pair or Paris, a little bit of a, a plug shout mm-hmm. out to them. They are honestly amazing. So I would definitely check them out if you guys are thinking about maybe going not with an agency um because they don't have the agency costs or anything like that that we did yeah I personally wanted to go with an agency because it's my first time traveling Mm. first time going out of the country on my own the first time living in a different country and it like you said is just that safety blanket and it's Mm -hmm. just have that support there if you need it and if you get homesick and if anything happens back home they have counsellors and everything so it's great for that as well just to have yeah. that emotional support if you ever need it yeah and I mean like some I know there's a lot of au pairs who become au pairs in like Spain and France and Germany but they only want to go for like the summer or they're only needed for the summer or a couple of months and that's probably where you would use something like au pair world or butterfly um because you know using an agency a lot of the times you have to go for a set amount of set amount of months like six nine or twelve months yeah whereas you know you could you could go for like three months like over the summer in Spain or something um so in that case you wouldn't really need an agency and like no. I say you wouldn't have to pay all the costs that that we've had to shell out for um yeah. it's it's I think it's down to personal preference and what country you want to be in yeah and I think both have pros and cons like you said agencies are more expensive but also if you don't go with an agency you know families don't have to have that background check and they don't have to go through all the like verifications and stuff so it can be unsafe in that respect Mm -hmm. because you know with an agency you know that every family has been checked out they have to have the living quarters for the au pair 
They mm. have to have police checks, they have to have clean criminal records, they have to be, you know, in a certain living situation. So you have all that kind of, um, what's the word? I always forget words. That's my downfall. In it. <laughs> You've got that security of That's knowing it, yeah. everything's been checked. Yeah. <laughs> what oh. would I do without you? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Every single live, yeah. every single live, every single podcast, I forget words. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? It's just, it's our brains. I think our brains are just shutting down during quarantine. Um, but yeah, I think that as well. I mean, there are, like I say, I'm not saying that a- we're not saying that agencies are the best thing ever, and the- and that you know, au pair world or any other non-agency kind of organisation is unsafe. But I think Steph and I are really just trying to plug, do your research, yeah, and make sure because au pair world and butterfly are verified organisations. Yeah. So these guys are completely safe. I have before we were doing this podcast uh, the other day, I was reading some kind of au pair horror stories I'm not sure why I think I was just freaking myself out <laughs> about people that had gone with you know things that they'd found on the internet and they ended up in horrible horrible situations yeah and like most of them were in Italy I'm not sure what the issue <laughs> with Italy is but all the, the horror stories were from Italy and I was a bit like okay well I chose the right country yeah um but yeah a lot of them were just because there was contracts that weren't followed contracts that weren't actually legal yeah. um there was language barriers whereas obviously in our thing in our situation the parents i think at least one of the parents has to speak fluent english yeah. um so there are a lot of things that weren't covered and le- legal things and yeah. misunderstandings and a lot of the time you have to pay for your own, your own flights whereas it's included for us in our program fee Plus, yeah. I think I'm just lazy, so cultural care is <laughs> like 80% of the work for me. <laughs> yeah, literally. But yeah, doing your research and just being safe, using common sense is very important. Mm-hmm. Just knowing what you're getting into and making sure that people kind of know where you are at all times and maybe make a few friends before you leave for that country so that you have some kind of familiarity 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 <laughs> over there as well is a good a good shout I think yeah um, but yeah I we've be we've you also been it. researching au pair true crime stories as well which just hasn't <laughs> helped the situation at all <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep tonight like for a week I, I changed my mind I don't want to be an au pair <laughs> I know it's oh I shouldn't have read them because now like Steph and I love true crime but now I think we're just completely it's too close to home that's too close to home (laughs) it's too close guys oh there was one in Pennsylvania that I read and that was supposed to be my original host family um state and I was like oh my god and then I googled it and it was like 25 miles from where I was supposed to be living I was like I'm glad we're not there anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that you're gonna get killed or whatever, but just be safe. Literally. So let's just list a few like positives to being an au pair. Like, what good things you get out of being an au pair? Life skills. Life skills. Hundred percent. You definitely build independence. You have to. You do have to grow up when you become an au pair. Mm -hmm. you are responsible for these children's lives literally you have to drive them places you have to take them out on your own you're essentially like their parental figure when the parents Mm. aren't there you are their caregiver and I've seen loads of people also say that after becoming an au pair they've learned how to cook a lot better so that's interesting because <laughs> I cannot cook to save my life. So great. Can you not? Oh uh, I can, but um, my 
top meal is a bag bowl. Better than a microwave. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I do make a mean, mean spag bowl. So I mean, my speciality is a stir fry. So I yes, I love stir fry (sighs) so much. Just iconic. Mm. And curry, I do like I can cook a curry. But apart from that, when I'm not exactly, you know. Gordon all out Ram- there with my like Gordon Ramsay skills or anything. <laughs> I mean, I do love Gordon Ramsay, so. And I really want to get my like baking skills up, and I've done yes. my host parents a British cookbook, so I'm hoping that you know we can do some cooking together, and I can help, I can like build my skills mm-hmm. there because that's just a life skill I need to kind of get better at. <laughs> <laughs> so learning how to cook. <laughs> Being a pair so you can become a good cook. <laughs> yeah, that's my only reason. I just want to learn how to make a pie. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I want to make crumble. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, also a massive positive about being an au pair is as we've said you get to immerse yourself in new cultures Mm. so I am so excited for Thanksgiving and American Christmas and 4th of July and everything I mean Americans go big with everything Mm -hmm. so I'm buzzing for all the holidays and stuff Mm. I'm very excited to go to like a baseball game or a football game I I think it's like really cliche but I remember saying to you before like it's not always the massive things like oh I want to go to Disney World and I want to go to like Alaska or whatever and see all these things I think it's the small things of Mm -hmm. I'm excited to go to Target like seriously I'm I'm like god yes right yes like Target and I know we have like yeah and I I just want to go to like an american store and just do yeah. do the shopping that's like it's uh, just small hey things guys, so today i'm just heading to trader joe's <laughs> i'm just going to piggly wiggly i'm gonna go and do the grocery shop at walmart and then i'm gonna go to walgreens stop <laughs> i might stop in michael's as well oh my god so yeah i think it's the little things like going to a ball game or yeah you know just going to like um my host family have like cookouts all the time which is essentially what they call a barbecue so they're like oh the family are coming over for a cookout and i'm like yes i love that serve it oh i was talking about that with my host mom um me and my host mom are planning I was like, oh, we should, like, go camping sometime. And she was like, I'll go camping, but Ricky won't. Ricky <laughs> would go glamping. Um, so, yeah, if anyone just heard that, that was my dog barking, so I apologise. Um, yeah, so it's nice that we're already planning kind of little yeah. trips together. And I put it on our Instagram the other day that my host mum had messaged me and said, we want to go on family trips with you. And that kind of moves yeah. us on to our next point is that they're a second family. And that yeah. broke my heart in the best way. I was like, oh my God. And I messaged Steph and I was like, I'm crying. It, this was probably about 3 a.m. And I woke up. Oh, well, I wasn't asleep, but I rolled over and I was like, oh, my phone's flashing. And it was T like, I'm crying. Look at this message. And then I was crying. <laughs> it was just so sweet. And I it's think so when nice. they that's one of those other things. It's just a small thing that makes such a massive difference. And you feel, I think that resonated with me. I was like, definitely the right family for me. Yeah. Definitely feel accepted and mm-hmm. apart. And it gives you that second family that I think, because I know that, you know, I'm sure Steph won't mind me saying, she's from a, quite a small family. Yeah. And like, I remember when Steph and I first started talking, 
you know you were like oh I want to experience that I want like a, a family with like lots of relatives and yeah. those big family gatherings yeah. I want that too because I just want yeah I just want the typical experience don't we yeah and my husband was telling me what because I asked her like how do you celebrate holidays when we first started talking and you know she was describing her Christmas she was like we have such a big family so we have like so many people over to the house so we do this the day before Christmas Eve and this on Christmas Eve and then we go to like my dad's on Christmas Day and then we go to my mum's on Christmas and New Year's I'm like there's just so much family there and it just warmed my heart like I just have always wanted a massive family and I love my family to death obviously yeah but there is just me and my mum and a set of grandparents and that's very small we're a very close-knit family and to have just loads of kids running around and loads of relatives and it's just a bustling event is just amazing like I'm so excited to have that just loads going on all the time it's cute it's cute like my host parents have like I think my host dad's parents live quite close and then my horse mom's parents live a bit further away, but they do see them and they've got little mm-hmm. cute nicknames for them and the girls go to parents. And it's just like, it's so cute. Like they posted a picture the other day of Ricky and his dad and his son and they were just all wearing Aww. the same shirt. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so That's cute. so cute. Um, it was a funny story. My host mom was, um, she's very close to her uh, sister-in-law. And mm-hmm. they were making TikToks together. <laughs> no. And they were trying to do the, you know, the slow man walk. They were doing the slow man walk and my host mum's sister-in-law fell over and broke her wrist. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That is, that is an iconic. Literally, <laughs> literally. And my host mum was killing herself laughing, telling me about this. But I just love, I love it. Like they're such a close family and I'm so excited to like join them and make TikToks with them. <laughs> oh, and also, oh, that is so we, cute. We actually received a message on our Instagram about someone talking about their host family because they were past au pair. And they were saying, oh, my eldest host kids just turned 20 and I'm still like oh. talking to them. And I was like, oh. oh my God, that is crazy. But also that is amazing. So that is so I love that. I love that. I saw on, um, I think it was on Cultural Care's Instagram like a while ago, or it was on their website that an au pair, her bridesmaid was her host mum from oh like 15 years ago. That is so cute. That's so cute. I love it. And I think what, I think, and then you you watch all these videos where it's like all pairs reuniting with their horse kids like a year after yeah. they've left and doing surprises. And then it kind of like, it sticks with you because you're like, this isn't just for a year. This is literally like, we have this connection for life. life I, yeah. I hope so. Um, and that, I mean, it's not freaking me out, but it's making me like really excited that this is like an extended family. And yeah. I feel so much for my family already, like my horse family, and I've never met them. And I already just... I love hearing about their day yeah. and like my like I was saying to Steph before before we started recording like my eldest horse kid she just got accepted into a private school and I'm just I was so excited I was like oh my god it's, <laughs> it's just oh, I think it's just this amazing feeling and like we said in our in our in our last um episode intro that it's just an amazing feeling that I think only your pairs can explain the bond you get with these yeah. complete strangers from across the world yeah definitely and speaking of people across the world (laughs) one of my favorite things about doing an interpret making friends with Mm. people from all over the world like I have got so many international friends now and 
obviously mm. you would have never have met if it weren't for this au pair program like we've got mm. friends from south africa we've got friends from brazil we've got friends from europe germany you know germany italy france everywhere denmark the netherlands like everywhere and i love it so much it's amazing it's amazing how many people you you meet and i think I mean, I think some of maybe some of the fear of not being able to do the physical training schools, like, oh, you're not going to make as many friends. But I think, you know, Steph, you can kind of attest that, yeah. that you have made friends and, you know, you talk to them and stuff. And I think with our Instagram as well, like these people that we've never heard from before, like I love hearing about their day. So like yeah. Delia and Christy and Opermento and just all these people. It's just amazing. And people are just really genuine and sweet. And that's what yeah. really, really gets me. Like, we're a very special niche community group of people like au pairs are very special I think yeah and you have to put yourself out there obviously I'm not going to physical training school I've done it online and I have got loads of friends loads of friends and I had them before (laughs) online training school and it's because I put myself out there and I just messaged everyone on Instagram I saw they were going to be an au pair and I was like hiya I'm going to be an au pair too (laughs) be my friend be my friend (laughs) and honestly I don't have many friends here at home um I have one friend here at home who is like my main friend. And <laughs> thanks. Fun. <laughs> and um my au pair friends mean more to me than people that I know here apart from my main friend. Mm. Like they mean the absolute world to me and we're gonna be friends for life. And if I was in a like having a problem, mm. I'm not gonna lie, the first person I would go to is T oh like if I would need someone to talk to or if I was having a problem or I just needed someone to share like good news with I would be straight on whatsapp calling tea like oh my god (laughs) guess what (laughs) oh that's so cute oh that's really that's like proper like talk me then (laughs) oh my god you're so cute I love it I think that and I think that is the absolute beauty of our page as well because we've we've connected with our pairs and there's other Mm -hmm. pairs that have put themselves out there and they've started connecting and I think just this community is just so incredible that if you're not an au pair I feel so bad for you because you just won't understand what what's going on and yeah. I think some people might say to us well T Steph you're not actually au pairs yet you're not active au pairs we may not be in America yet but this feeling is just going to get even bigger as soon as yeah. we hit the states it's just going to blow up so if this is how we're feeling now I am excited for however the hell we're going to feel when we get across the pond. Definitely, yeah. And I've had my like my friends. Well, I say friends, people, ex colleagues from my life here mm. have judged me for you know saying who like oh some of my best friends are my au pair friends and they're like well you've never met them you don't know them they could be completely different in person and I'm like I don't think that's the case I mean I speak to them on video chats all the time we chat every single day you know we have built a connection and Mm -hmm. a relationship and honestly like I am so grateful for everybody I've met and it generally has been so far other than meeting my host family it's been my favorite thing about the experience Mm. so far yeah it's just gonna get better and I think yeah. people that say well you've never met them I'm like well this is the generation we're in now we, yeah. we live so much of our lives online and I think it's only it's only natural really that we start making connections because I think some people are afraid to I mean we're getting a bit deep here but I think some people are like <laughs> afraid to be who they are in real life and 
I'm very lucky that I've got some truly, I mean, truly incredible friends. I'm seriously lucky to have. Um, Like my best friend is just, we are literally twins. Like it's scary how alike we are. Um, But I know that I've got some people who who I can go to for support. I think if it was all pairing or even in the middle of the night, I'd be like, I'm Steph. (laughs) I need to to vent. I need to rant. I need to cry. And I know that Steph would be there for me. And I think that's just, that's the beauty of of all pairing. So if, if anyone turns around and calls me a glorified babysitter I, I will meet you outside with a baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> um, and also I just can't imagine with everything going on obviously this is a unique situation normally it doesn't happen that coronavirus is happening mm. and the borders are closed and you're stuck in a limbo normally you just you know get on your flight off you go to training school good times mm. if I was going through this situation without au pair friends I do not know what I would do because Mm. my own pair friends are and this page are the only thing keeping me positive through this rubbish situation and I don't know how I would get through it without being able to talk to someone that understood yeah I think that's it that is you know nail on the head there it's it's a very 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 crap time for our pairs right now who are just sat waiting for some news I mean hopefully we're going to get some news this week about you know exemptions and things like Mm -hmm. that but I just think it's incredibly difficult I did have thoughts of leaving the program um a few months ago and I had feelings of leaving the program a few weeks ago yeah uh, when Trump you know in his you know wiseness and stuff kind of said I'm just gonna ban visas like thanks mate really enjoyed that piece of news um (laughs) I just remember crying to Steph like just done I remember calling my best friend I called my coordinator and I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do and you know Roz our coordinator did say to me like do you think you're gonna leave the program and I said at this point yeah. I, I I may I'm leaning towards doing it because I'm just absolutely done but I think Steph and I will be able to enjoy our experience so much more now that we've known I mean I'm not saying we're heroes or amazing or anything like that but we have to fight so hard to get on the program let alone yeah. actually get to the country like we had struggles before we even you know were officially accepted so I think I'm not saying it just makes us the most amazing people in the world and we're better than any other old pair, but I just think we will appreciate it that bit more because yeah. we have to do extra work for it. And it's yeah. been such a long journey already and we're not even there yet. Oh my God, I know. And I feel like, I just, I feel like this is great because this page helps people and I'm constantly researching everything in regards to visa ban in regards to travel ban in regards to being an au pair and everything I'm constantly doing research just so I can put it out there for people and I would have loved that when I was thinking of applying and kind of asking myself the question what's an au pair (laughs) yeah I think that goes back to what we were discussing the other day that I'm putting together a document for people because I've seen on I follow lots of au pairs on Twitter as well and so I've seen on Twitter and Instagram au pairs being like I want to write to the White House like like everyone is suggesting, but I mm-hmm. don't know what to say. And so I thought, well, maybe I could put together like a skeleton and you guys could use that and adapt it for your own personal needs, yeah. um, which I think might help some people. And I just think it's, you know, each one is just another another notch in the belt and it's just another up pair kind of get, getting their voice out there. And I think it's really important, especially in these times. I think there is hope. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail at some point, but I think... The fact that they have rescinded the order banning the international students, I think, is hope for us. And I spoke to my coordinator today and she is like, you know, I don't have as much news as I want to give you, but I can promise you that we are working like seriously hard. The American Mm -hmm. team is really battling 
and they're getting as yeah. much information as we can. We should know more in the next couple of days. So I'm hoping that Steph and I can give you some good news. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we just want some good news. <laughs> I know. And also something main maybe positive that's come out of this is, you know, we can see now how valued au pairs actually are in American community and how valued they are in households because families are so disappointed and au pairs are disappointed and some have had to drop out and some families have had to find new au pairs and that's heartbreaking for them and it just shows how much of a bond you do build and also how valued like I said au pairs are. Yeah that is that is crazy like I mean, that that just sent me a flashback of when me and my current host family were like, this isn't going to work. You know, I don't expect you guys to wait for me. I don't think I've actually talked about it properly on our page, but just like very briefly, when all this Trump visa ban rubbish came out, me and my host parents talked about it at length. And at the end of the call, we decided like, that's it. We can't. I said, I'm going to stay in the program. But then they were like, you're just going to have to rematch um, because we love you at pieces, but it's just it's not going to work for us. We can't wait that long without mm-hmm. knowing I said, nope, fair. I, you know, heartbroken. I remember crying to Seth, like, it's over. <laughs> like, very dramatic. And then a couple of days later, my host mum turned around and said, we've changed our mind. We're going we're gonna to figure out childcare because we want you and we will wait for you. And I think, again, that is another kind of confirmation to me that this is the right family. And, yeah. you know, I think it just it just shows what bond you, what bond you make, that people Definitely. are willing... I think if if we weren't valued and we don't and we didn't have that bond, they'd be like, oh, "We'll just get another au pair who's already here." Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's easier for them to get another au pair. But yeah, they've stuck around, and I think that that's what makes them so great. Yeah, and my host family have said, you know, we would never disconnect our match from you. We would always stick with you. We're so excited for you to come, and I'm sure that loads of au pairs have heard that exact same thing from their host families as well, which is so lovely. Yeah. And anyway, in true Opeti fashion, we have gone off on a right ramble, completely I know, yeah. kind of unrelated to <laughs> the topic of this podcast. But to kind of round up, an au pair is an essentially a cultural exchange program and, you know, benefits people and families around the world and educates them on, on the world, to be honest. Yeah. We are not nannies and we are not babysitters. <laughs> just just, just to confirm. We are not nannies. We are not babysitters. <laughs> and that is the tea. <laughs> that is the absolute scorching tea. Just never call me a nanny. Never call me Never a call me a nanny. I've heard au pairs say how offended they get when uh, family members or other Americans call them, oh, the nanny. Mm. And I would flip my top if somebody called me a nanny over there but like sorry no I'm not a nanny actually <laughs> sorry and let me just, I'm actually an au pair <laughs> let me just link you to the au pair tea podcast that just tells you what the heck an au pair is thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> let me just send you the dictionary definition darling. <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny right we've talked for so long this is great so I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you now know what an au pair is, what the difference is between the three childcare categories. And if you are a soon to be au pair, enjoy your year or two. And if no. you're thinking about becoming an au pair, just do it and have the best just ever. Just do it. I hope we don't get sued by Nike for saying that. Just <laughs> do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah.
and that's the tea thank you for listening subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair be sure to follow us over on instagram at au pair tea we'll speak to you next week bye, bye.